the SGPN Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network's Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am Blake Meyer, and I am with my co-host, as always, Ryan Gilbert. How you doing, Ryan? Doing fantastic. Uh, five o'clock here on the East Coast. I think this is one officially free agency kicks off. So I'm just refreshing Twitter, uh, waiting to see Trey Turner officially signing with the Phillies. Oh yeah, I I, I am uh, got free agent got me free agency got me so excited I can't talk and I have a stutter now. That's wild. <laughs> I am. Uh, F5-ing uh, baseball writer right now, the same thing. I'm trying to see Ooh. how long until Aaron Judge is a Mariner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and now you got you got to be uh, – you got to double check now with those uh, two check marks on Twitter now with the new Twitter blue. So you got to make sure you don't get fooled by those uh, fake accounts. I know. Speaking of uh, Twitter, if you want to come over and follow us on Twitter, it is at SGPN Fan Baseball. Uh, you can also follow Ryan over there, Mr. Fresh Blue Real checkmark himself, uh, Ryan Gilbert at, at rgilbertsop. Uh, and you can follow my non-checkmarked account at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. Speaking of Aaron Judge, what are your thoughts? Do you think he goes back to the Yankees or do you think he's, you think he's, he's leaving town? Are, are we going to run into this here? Was it top oh, yeah. right in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, well, I, I wanted to start start off the top here. Like, you know, we're not going to get into, like, the contracts or, like, what matters because overall, I think baseball money is just fake. There, there's no salary cap. There's yeah. a luxury tax. So we're going to be coming at this from a uh, fantasy angle. You know, where are they going to sign? What impact might they have? What, what impact are they going to have on teams around them? So we'll be looking at that. And, yeah, as, as I mean, Aaron Judge is the cream of the crop there. He's the top guy. It's, and it seems like it's either going to be the Yankees or the giants, which definitely have two uh, very different ballpark factors there with Yankee stadium, having the short porch there in right field. And the giants are notoriously one of the worst parks to hit home runs at, especially for right-handed hitters. But yeah, judge, I think those are really the two teams. You could see a mystery team come in. And ultimately, I think him going back to the Yankees would be best for his fantasy value. Who definitely still stay up there. He has the power. He's comfortable there. He had the pressure of the uh, historic season ch- chasing that record. So I think that's going to be the ultimately the best spot for him. But I could see the Giants going after him, going after one of these other guys on the list here as we move down and you no know, putting a solid team together. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Aaron Judge. I think this is something that could uh, – play out for for a pretty long time here at least through the winter meetings yeah especially he just fits in in pinstripes like I'd, i'm not like a huge yankees fan necessarily myself but the aaron judge is just one of those people that even though he's still kind of young it would just feel weird to see him in a different jersey 
just he he's got a he's a big guy. He plays a big game and he belongs under the big lights out in New York. But I've also heard a lot of rumblings about the Giants, like you said, and man, it would it would be cool as hell to see him face the Dodgers all the time. I, I mean, it. I don't know how exciting that would be for his fantasy value because uh, having to play teams like the Dodgers and the Padres and the pitching staffs that they consistently put together might hinder his his ability a little bit. But I mean, baseball savant has a, a pretty awesome uh, expected home runs by park breakdown, and it kind of goes through how many home runs expected home runs a player would would have hit based off of kind of how they did this year. And San Francisco, it's got him. He would have hit 61 if he played for the Giants this year, so he wouldn't have been that far off uh, his 62 that he hit this year. So, uh, I mean. I still want to see him as a Yankee. His game just fits out there so much better. Yeah, I think that's ultimately he's just going to go back to the Yankees and they'll have to maybe overpay a bit for him. And I think we talked about this before is with the uh, defensive shift as well. He he pulls a lot, a lot of balls. He shortstop would normally be over there towards third base. Second baseman would be on on the left side of the bag, which they can't do anymore um, starting next season. So that could help get his average up a little bit, help his power overall. Yeah, Judge is is gonna be the top guy to watch here, along with a, a few others. But it's weird that it is only like the Giants and the Yankees, because a player like this, really every team should be going after someone like this that could sell tickets, sell jerseys, immediately make maybe not immediately make them a, a contender, because it's we've seen that with the Angels having Trout and Otani. But if one of these like bubble teams signed him, like a team that barely made the playoffs or barely missed it. Like a team like the Brewers, they would never sign Aaron judge, but just like one of those yeah. middle market teams to, to go make a splash. I even think the giants are, are kind of crazy for being in the mix. I remember they were in the mix for Harper before the Phillies signed them. And I was like, why would he go to San Francisco? What are the, what are the giants going to build there? So yeah, I, th- I think judge here sticks with the Yankees. It's just fantasy value is going to stay pretty high there. And, and that's what I think as of now. Yeah. I, it's a good thing that you brought up the the shift being gone next year too. I know we kind of talked about that a few episodes ago. Uh, I've got his stat cast numbers up still. I feel like I live on baseball savant <laughs> quite a bit, but uh, he faced the shift 49.2% of the time this last year. Uh, he, his Woba against the shift was 470 and with no shift, it was only 447. So it, I think no shift will, inevitably help him a little bit but i also wonder if sometimes the shift with him doesn't matter when you just freaking when you hit 62 home runs and everything you touch just seems to go a fucking mile but i mean some of his little ones might get through but i want to see him hit one into mccovey cove could, could he go could he go up opposite field maybe i guess i think he, I, I think he could if anybody's got the power to do it i think <laughs> i think it would be six seven aaron judge but yeah, it'd be cool to see if people start lining up out there again, like they did in the crazy Barry Bonds days. Just I know I, I'm pretty, I don't religiously watch San Francisco Giants games, so I don't really know. But I'm sure some people still line up out in McCovey Cove to catch balls when they get out there. But I wonder if it would just be a freaking parking lot of little canoes like it used to be back in the day. <laughs> 
Yeah, that, that'd be fun to see. I'm kind of putting on the spot here, but if there was a third team that kind of swooped in for him, who, who could you see it being? Oh, man, a third team for a judge. <sighs> I don't even know who's like has the money, who has like the everything yep. like that for it. Um, the twins, maybe the twins seem to be in on a lot ooh. of people lately. Uh, and, yep, yep. I mean, and they've got they've got Buxton, but he's always hurt. Kirilov plays a little right field, but he's not like nobody's gonna be like, oh man, I, we got Alex Kirilov. We definitely don't need Aaron Judge. So like maybe somebody like that, but I mean, he would hit 59 home runs for the Twins this year. I like how I say only 59. Like that's like, oh man, he only would hit 59 home runs. That's so shitty. But yeah, maybe somebody like the Twins or somebody. Would the Mets go for somebody like Judge? I don't. I think they maybe would, but I can't imagine he would go from the Yankees to the Mets. Just be a complete villain there. Oh, I would fucking love that, especially after. I mean, he struggled in the playoffs this year, and Yankees fans were not. They, they were not feeling him at the end of the year. If he was just like, "Fuck you guys, I'm going to play for the Mets," that'd be I, amazing. Somewhere, somewhere like uh, Texas could be interesting because they just signed Seager. They had some some other big free agent signing, I think, last year, and they are rumored to be in pretty heavily on Jacob Degrom. So if they imagine if a team signed both, both Degrom and Judge, I don't think that would happen. Um, St. Louis might have have some money available with um a spot available in the outfield there. One of the Chicago teams would definitely be fun, especially the Cubs, given their history, or the White Sox. You know they. Have always had like you know they need to make a big splash. They wanted to be on a Machado. I don't know if they were really in on Harper, and Judge really is that next big guy like Harper was. I mean they already have 130 million tied up, six sixth most in the league. So I don't know if they'd be able to to fit that in there. But you know money doesn't matter in baseball. So if they wanted to go after him, <laughs> they, they definitely could. Yeah, it's just whoever's got the bigger pocketbook and lives in a shinier city. But yeah, I think. I think the White Sox might actually, now that you said that, that might be my favorite option. Just because that lineup that they have already is crazy and just throwing Aaron Judge in there with Tim Anderson and Luis Robert and Jose Abreu and all those guys, that would be fun as hell to watch him. Uh, I don't think they would do it, but... I don't I don't think they would either. I, I think the um, issue there also is most of their big hitters are right handed and adding another one would be which yeah, is true. Yeah. So that's it's fun to think about. It is fun to think about. Uh, and one other thing that I wanted to ask was, do you think there's going to be a drastic change in his fantasy value if he does leave New York this year? Ooh, that's, uh, I don't think so, just because half the games are played on the road, and he is able to kind of hit the ball to all fields. I think he has most of his home runs were obviously pulled, but he had a decent amount to center field and right field. So I think he'll he'll be fine no matter where he is. Like, unless he goes to even San Fran, looking at the uh, StatCast park factors, they're right at 100, which is, which is average. Yankees actually, I think, are... I can't find the Yankees now. Um, yeah, but yeah, the Yankees are also at 99. So like, I guess maybe not for home runs. For home runs, the Yankees are 113, and the Giants are down at 81 for home runs, where 100 is the average there. So Yankee Stadium is definitely better for home runs than, than the Giants. So yeah, if he does go to San Fran, definitely take a hit. He'll definitely take a hit on his home run numbers, but 
overall, I think this is this is Aaron Judge. This is one of the most powerful hitters in the game today. And, and no matter where he goes, he'll be able to hit the snot out of the ball, as they say. Yeah, I hope he signs quick, though. I'm I would love to see like just Aaron Judge sign with the Giants like while we're recording this podcast <laughs> right now, like fuck drawing it out, all that. Like, let's just sign, get him out there and then. All of us podcasters and journalists and writers can just start salivating over Aaron Judge for the 2023 season. Yeah, that that, that would be amazing if he just came out right away, like like NBA does, and it's just like right at 12:01 or 5:01, just just signing. But that's not how baseball free agency works. So we're, we're gonna have to wait a little bit here. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right, and uh, let's throw it over to Wimbet. Ready to win money and booster ads? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards are right at your fingertips with Win Win Rewards on WinBet. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, bet $100, win $100. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough is available. If you or somebody knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We got breaking baseball news. Do we actually? Oh, you, this, this, uh, straight, this straight air? <laughs> G-Man Joy. <laughs> to the Pirates. I'm just kidding. Uh, the, what, I mean, I'm not kidding. It really happened, but yeah. nobody's ever like, oh, hell yeah, G-Man Joy. But oh, yeah. the one person that I really want to talk about with you is uh future Philadelphia Philly Trey Turner what you think about the Phillies kind of slotting him in that middle infield out there yeah thank you for uh calling him properly as future Philadelphia <laughs> Philly Trey Turner because this is one of Bryce Harper's favorite players he's he's been on record saying that multiple times they, they played together in Washington before he got traded to LA he he is he leads the heavy very good uh crop of Shortstop free agents that we kind of have, have grouped here, along with Correa, Bogarts, and Swanson. But Turner, I think, is above everyone else. Maybe Correa is close, but they're they're different players. Turner uses his speed. He has he has more contact. He's just a better player overall, I think. And I think he would fit perfectly. The the Phillies have been looking for really a leadoff hitter since Jimmy Rollins really was retired, or since he was in the prime of his career. Kyle Schwarber leading off is good, having those home runs. Or if you have Harper in the leadoff spot, that's fine. But having someone like Trey Turner that can get on, steal a base, or you know, lead off with a double, or even lead off with a home run, and just get you right on on base. He has a great average. Um, he's a great all-around player, and I think that's kind of the, the one of the pieces that the Phillies were missing. Just that guy at the top of the order that is gonna hit more than. 220 like Schwarber did, even though he had all those home runs. He, he what did he hit this year? 298 OPS, 809, 20 home runs, 27 stolen bases, 101 runs, 100 RBIs in that Dodgers lineup. I think in this Phillies lineup, I mean this Phillies lineup. If you, I, I was just trying to like 
pencil it in if you put Turner there. They have, they have so many ways to do it with with Turner. You could go Turner, Harper, Hoskins, Schwarber, Castellanos, Bohm, Marsh, and, and Stott, and I think I'm forgetting something. And Real Muto. Like, like every time I put I put the lineup together, one through like five or six, I always forget either Real Muto or Castellanos or or Bohm. So, I mean. Hopefully those guys are able to live up to what they're supposed to do next season. But I think adding Trey Turner for the Phillies would definitely be a good move for him overall as a player on the field, also for uh, fantasy value. Yeah, I mean, he was the number one shortstop in points leagues this year. I mean, that's pretty consistent for most years. I think he was 11th overall in points leagues on the season. Uh, He's one of those guys that's just you take him in the first round every year. And going to somewhere like Philly in that Phillies lineup is just going to continue that trend moving forward, especially playing with Harper. He's going to be, I mean, it's very similar to the Dodgers lineup. They got a lot of big hitters. They score a lot of runs. They do all that. But getting Trey Turner into a lineup with one of his best friends in baseball, he's going to be really excited to come out and play every day. And I mean, I don't know how excited he is normally to play baseball. I'm guessing pretty excited when you're that damn good every year. But just it, there's something about playing with your friends. Everybody's kind of had that feeling before. Like playing with your friends is always more – it's more fun. And they're professional athletes, so they're competitive. So you know they're going to want to try and one-up each other. So Trey Turner in that that fresh lineup out there, hitting 300, he'll probably knock in 100 runs again. I uh, – Probably because you guys are pretty solid one through nine. Mm-hmm. I say you guys like you play for them, but you guys are pretty mm-hmm. solid one through nine. So, I mean, even hitting leadoff, he's going to have people on base in front of him more than likely. And he's just an extra, extra base hit machine. I mean, he had 304 total bases this year, which is absurd. And he's got, he's still got the speed to steal a bunch of bases too. So, yeah, I'm, I think this is one we don't even really need to talk about other teams he might go to. I'm pretty, like everything I've seen, even before I talked to you this morning was that he was going to go to Philly, and then you were talking about him going to Philly, and it seems to be everything I've seen on the internet is him going to Philly. So that one seems like a foregone conclusion at this point. Yeah, I'm trying to find where else maybe he could go, and here's a Sports Illustrated article predicting that he would go to the Cubs. I don't know if they would just pay more money for him or or what, but I, I don't see that really making the Cubs a contender immediately. I think Trey Turner probably wants to go somewhere and win he he had that with with washington he wanted to get there uh with the dodgers um so yeah i think i, I mean, think not, Turner, to, not to be a a mariners homer but i mean all these middle infielders that we're about to talk about you could probably just pencil in as a rumored to go to the mariners because that's like our biggest need is some sort of middle infielder whether it's a second baseman that's just going to play second baseman or a shortstop and remove we'll jp crawford over that's like the number one free agent thing. So like if we got Trey Turner in Seattle, I wouldn't be mad. I don't see why Trey Turner would want to come to Seattle besides maybe (laughs) make the playoffs again. But like, uh, I I don't see, Seattle's not that great. I I can't see him being like, Oh hell yeah. I definitely want to go to Seattle over playing with my best friend, Bryce Harper in Philly. Yeah, and and you mentioned that 304 total bases number, which is kind of insane, and that it was a top 15 here in the league, but behind some really heavy hitters that that have like over 30 home runs. Only other hitter that didn't have more than 30 home runs, Bichette was up there with 306. Um, Freddie Freeman 313. 
So yeah, I mean, Trey Turner, and I, we t- I talked about this when we were talking about the way too early rankings for next year that, you know, the Trey Turner is a guy that I don't normally would, wouldn't really draft in the first round, but I think if he was on the Phillies, I probably would have to just with the value that he has and, and that lineup around him. What, how much of that would be weighted on the, just a purely the fact that he would be on the Phillies? I tr- I try not to do that too much, especially early on in drafts. Like I, I unless it's like a toss up between Harper and somebody, a, a typical another outfielder, I try not to do that. But it, it would depend on the league. I, I, my my big money league does have a lot of Phillies fans, so I probably won't be able to get them. But other leagues, I think, yeah, it, it definitely has a factor. Moving on to another middle infielder. That had it picked up some steam in the Mariner universe for a little bit lately. Uh, Carlos Correa. Uh, he's an interesting one. The talk is he's going to try and sh- sign another one of these short deals. Maybe like two or three years just to get like a shitload of money per year. So I I don't know if that hinders all the teams that he would like kind of be eligible to go to because like the Tigers aren't going to spend, well, they decide how to be biased. They're, well, they're definitely, some of my brain works just a million thoughts at once. I, I think like something like that is going to cut down a ton of teams that he would play for. And I don't honestly think Seattle would sign him after the whole Astros debacle. I think that's going to haunt him when it comes to a lot of teams too. Where, what kind of places could you see him ending up at? Yeah, Correa is interesting because he was a guy that last offseason I was looking for the Phillies to try to sign because I needed a, a right-handed bat, but they opted to go with just stay in-house with uh, Dita Gregorius and Bryson Stott. Uh, Correa is a guy I could possibly see um, San Fran going after to try to pair with Judge, or even if they don't get Judge, maybe have Correa as a second option there. But I think Brandon Crawford's either getting up there or, or retiring sooner or something, or just not performing as he has in the past um i'm seeing the cubs reportedly met with scott boris regarding correa and bogarts you have the giants here again um i can see the dodgers going after him if he didn't have those astros ties maybe that maybe they'll be able to get over that but yeah i could see him either signing another short-term deal or if one of these teams wants to pony up and, and choose Correa as their guy out of these top uh, four shortstop free agents. He, this could be the year he does get that that final deal. And I think we're still too kind of far out to predict where exactly he's going to go. But I think he's a guy that has shown he's willing to take that short-term contract, go play. He played in Minnesota. Maybe he'll find another, you know, hitter-friendly lineup or ballpark to go play in and have another great year and just keep betting on himself because he's – He's proven he can do that. I, I didn't think he'd he'd be too great in Minnesota, but he he was fine. So yeah, Correa is going to be. The, I think he may be one of the first shortstop signed out of this group. I think he'll go. I think if Trey Turner signs quickly with the Phillies, I think Correa could go quickly after him because otherwise teams will probably just go after Bogarts and Swanson, and then Correa could be left again searching for a dance partner, so to speak, and find a team like the Twins. I'm curious to see where he lines or where he ends up too, because he is somebody that in the past was easily a top five shortstop in fantasy baseball. Like he he put up very consistent numbers. His last year in Houston, 34 doubles, 26 home runs, knocked in 92 people, and hit 279. Like it's a pretty damn good year. 
Uh, he kind of missed some time due to injury this year. He, he hit 291 with 24 doubles and 22 home runs, which isn't bad, but he ended the year as the 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, the 13th shortstop. Mm-hmm. Which in a ten-team league, he's not—he's not one of those top top guys. But he is a big name player just because the past he has and the production he's put up in the past. So I'm curious to see if he is going to kind of go somewhere that is going to help him put up bigger numbers. Like, could you imagine if he ended up in Colorado? Oh, <laughs> that would uh- be wild. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I just, so they got they got Chris Bryant um, last offseason. He was hurt. He'll be coming back healthy and probably looking to do some damage. So if they paired someone like Correa or, or one of these guys with with him, that could be be big numbers, especially with with that ballpark. I'm also reading here that Rosenthal did suggest Correa um, going to the Dodgers because they oh. wouldn't have to lose draft picks and, or, or international bonus pool money uh, because the Astros some of them to qualify last season. And that could be a, I mean, if he goes to the Dodgers, if the Dodgers go from Trey Turner to Carlos Correa, Correa is, I think a year younger, just possibly an upgrade there that they're looking at with going from kind of a more contact extra base hit guy to, to Correa. But yeah, Correa's, I have no idea where he's going to go. I could not have predicted he was going to the twins um, last, last off season. And I don't know what teams exactly need a shortstop. I, I think the Mariners will end up with one of these four. I could see him going to the Cubs as well. I think the White Sox might be set with no. The White Sox might need a shortstop. No, they have Tim, they have Tim Anderson. They have what Tim, am I talking about? Yeah. What am I talking about? It? Yeah. <laughs> so I think if you go Chicago, it will be the Cubs. Maybe maybe the Dodgers. I, I I could see him going to the Cubs or one of those uh, California teams, LA or San Fran. Uh, the Cubs doesn't seem too crazy. I mean, they they've got the money. They'd spend the money. And they always seem like a team that they never seem like sellers to me. Like they always seem like they're in the hunt for somebody. Like they're trying to sign somebody. They didn't have the greatest roster this year, but eventually you got to field some players. And Chicago always has kind of seemed to be a, a nice place for free agents to go and put some put some numbers up, whether it's Chicago or, or I guess Chicago or Chicago, whether it's the Cubs or the White Sox. Yeah, I, I think that would be a decent little kind of a dark horse contender. Again, I, the Mariners are going to be in on a shortstop. Correa, I I don't think is the one. I But who I do think is the one is uh, Xander Bogarts, also a free agent. Uh, he is the one that I am feeling in my heart of hearts is going to end up with the Mariners. Uh, I'd, I'd love him out here. He's Mr. Consistency. He's always good. Uh, this last season, if baseball savant would kind of load a little bit here. Ah, there we go. Psych. There we go. Uh, he hit 307, 38 doubles, 15 home runs, 73 RBIs. He stole eight bases. That's not really anything to write home about. But a big-time doubles hitter, Seattle is an excellent, excellent, excellent home ballpark for for doubles hitters. Uh, Julio was quite a bit of a doubles hitter, very line drive heavy. So he's got that type of capability. He's also got to hit 33 home runs in the past. I don't think he would come to Seattle and hit 33 home runs. But 
Yeah, I, Bogarts is somebody that I don't think is necessarily all that ballpark dependent. Uh, doubles hitters seem to play all over. Guys that are very power heavy in favorable home ballparks are ones that worry me a little when they're they're free agents and they're going to be on the market. But somebody that hits high line drives at the rate Bogart hit, hits him at, I think he's going to he's going to put up solid numbers next year, regardless where he lands. Yeah, I think that's a good point there. I, I think Bogarts is one of these guys that's kind of flying under the radar a little bit, and maybe he'll go to a team like the Mariners who do kind of fly under the radar. He, Bogarts isn't really a, a top tier free agent. Seattle's not really a top tier team yet. And that, that could be a good fit. You know, he, he can hit in the middle of the order if he, if he has to there. He's, you said he's a good doubles hitter. And going back to Correa for a second, I think if uh, Bogarts doesn't go back to Boston, which is a possibility, I could see Correa going there. Correa having a maybe they're able to get, get Correa, lock up Devers, and, and kind of retool there a bit in Boston. But we'll see what uh, they end up doing for Bogarts. I think he's probably the Phillies' backup option if they don't get Trey Turner. I think he could fit into that lineup, you know, as a. That's a good two-hole hitter. I think it's where he mostly hit with Boston two or three. Has the power, doubles hitter, has has enough speed to steal a few bases here and there. And, and he, he gets on base. So that's what you want to see out of a shortstop. Like you said, I don't think he's too ballpark dependent unless he goes to one of these extreme places. But yeah, Bogarts, I think, is probably going to be overlooked. Everyone's going to look at Turner Correa. You know, Swanson had the, had the big year going to the free agency. And Bogarts is kind of just the... Consistent veteran, putting up uh, 20 home runs, 15 home runs, batting 300, 162 game average, yeah, 20 home runs, hitting 292, 814 OPS. He's going to be solid no matter where he goes. And checking his shift numbers, uh, didn't really put the shift on against him either, so that's not going to affect his game either. Bogarts is one of those guys, kind of what you see is what you get. Like, you're in, you're out, he's probably going to hit 300, he's going to hit you 35 doubles. 13 to 18 home runs next year. I mean, he was the seventh best uh, shortstop in fantasy this last year. Uh, I think he was he was right ahead of Tommy Edmond, eight more points than Edmond, and then just right behind Dansby Swanson as well. So, Mr. Consistency, uh, I don't think anywhere he goes is really going to – it's not going to hurt his fantasy value at all. <sighs> Yeah, and the uh, the final guy here, the final of the, of the big four shortstops is uh, Dansby Swanson, the, the former Brave. Maybe he'll go back to the Braves. I think Swanson is a guy that will end up in San Francisco. I, I could just see him out there. You know, he's got a solid glove. He can be the, the you know, the Brandon Crawford's going to up there in age. He might retire soon. And, and Swanson, Swanson can be that guy to just, just go in there and fill that gap. He's had a good, uh, played every game this past year. Hit, hit 25 home runs, hit 277. OPS 776, not too great there. Doesn't walk too much, I don't think, but strikes out a lot. But if they could be able to get Swanson and Judge or Swanson and someone else, I think that's a it's a solid pairing to to build around there in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, I'm just looking up shortstop ratings right here. I mean, he was third in total bases for shortstops this last season. He does strike out quite a bit, 182 Ks, which... Nowadays, it's pretty okay, but he had more Ks than hits. He had 177 hits. But I would love to see him in San Francisco, kind of just transition from Brandon Crawford to Mm -hmm. Dansby Swanson out there. Swanson doesn't quite have the glove that 
prime Brandon Crawford have, but he's a fun shortstop to watch when he's out there. And I don't, I've seen some people talk about maybe he goes back to the Braves. Um, I wrote an article a couple months ago on Vaughn Grissom. It kind of came up and was highly successful with Ozzy Albies being down. I think the success of Vaughn Grissom kind of spelled the end of Dansby Swanson with the Braves. Ozzy Albies is going to be back for second base next year. Grissom can play shortstop. Mm. The Braves don't really need to spend the money on Swanson because they would have to spend the money on him, and then they're going to have to figure out, okay, well, how are we going to get all these guys in the lineup every day? Instead of doing that, just let Swanson go. And having him out in San Francisco would be fun to watch as well. I'm pulling up his baseball savant right now so I can see. I'm loving this expected home runs (laughs) per team thing on here. I've been looking it up for everybody. Uh, San Francisco would have had him at 26 home runs this year if he played for San, San Francisco, which that would have been awesome. Damn, if he played for Cincinnati, he would hit. His expected home runs is 38. Do you imagine the Dansby Swanson with 38 home runs? I, I was going to say when, when when you mentioned that to me before about how Aaron Judge would have had, I think you said 72 or 73 in Colorado or Cincinnati. Like, why doesn't Aaron Judge or one of these guys just you know, sign a one-year deal with the Rockies or, or with the Reds and just – completely go be like okay hit me lead off i want to go for the home run home run record and just go there and just have an amazing one-year season i know players won't do that they won't like that's kind of i don't know if, i don't know if people be like oh that's cheating the system being frowned upon but something like that would be absolutely amazing to do and something i guess you might only see like in video games you know like i, I want to go play for either the best ballpark where, where i can hit easily and and do stuff like that. But I think with Swanson and even some of these other shortstops, one of the teams being overlooked, we haven't talked about at all is the angels. I mean, every year we say, maybe this will be the year where they have trout, Otani, Rendon. I don't even know how old he is, but he'll be back next year. Hopefully he'll be able to have some sort of, he's 32. He'll be, maybe he'll be able to get back to somewhat what he was in his prime. But I mean, the shortstops, David Fletcher, 32. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So adding someone, I think they could be one of these under-the-radar teams to go for one of these other Bogarts or Swanson to bolster their lineup a bit and hopefully try to reload before they have to really consider trading Otani or Trout. That's true, especially with Otani kind of hinting that he might not be that happy uh, playing with the Angels. Uh, it might They might need to make a splash to, to get him to kind of – be okay with staying on that team. I know him playing with Mike Trout. He loves doing that, but Trout's getting, I don't want to say Trout's getting old because I think I'm older than Mike Trout, (laughs) but (laughs) Trout's body's getting old and the angels just can never seem to get it together. So yeah, I, I would like that. I don't think he would have quite the success out there in the angels, but I think he'd score a whole hell of a lot of runs if he was out there. But also, I would love to see somebody do that as well. Just play one year out in like Colorado. Just I think the baseball purists would absolutely hate it, but I would fucking love it. Like, yeah. just go put up one video game level season just to see what you can do, and then kind of go off like pull a Chris Bryant, but like actually stay healthy and <laughs> see what you could do. Like, it would be so fun to watch out there. Yeah. All right. That pretty much wraps up the uh, big four shortstops. Let's do a short stop here for the SGPN merch store. Get your holiday shopping done early at the SGPN merch store. 
SGPN gear is the perfect stock, stock stocking stuffer for the DGen in your life. I really like this uh, this Hockey Gilman podcast snapback I have. I know this is the SGPN Fantasy Baseball podcast. We'll get some merch up there soon, too. But everything there in the uh, SGPN merch store is worth checking out. There's a asking about my third leg of my parlay shirt and uh, bathing trunks. There's other other things on there for every uh, every sport you could imagine. There's some city city stuff. I think there's a uh, let it ride ugly sweater too coming coming out. So yeah, make sure you oh, check yeah. that out. And uh, plus from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off when you use the promo code Dallas Sucks. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Promo code Dallas Sucks, all one word. All right, I'm moving down here into the some other hitters that aren't really gonna break the bank for teams or top the charts or, or when they're signed. Just some guys you know, a little under the radar more. And, you know, talking about that video game season, he's up there in age. Um, he's 42, but I could see, I want Nelson Cruz to sign in Cincinnati so bad. Just go there and oh. just absolutely mash or Colorado. Just go there and just see how far he could hit a baseball in, in with 81 home games at Coors Field. That would be so fun. Even if he just, being that old, even if he just just only play home games, like you don't even have to let him travel with the team to road games. Just only let him play out there. Just give him an 82 game season so he can stay healthy and let him hit 45 home runs, 45, 500 foot home runs in 82 games. Nelson Cruz is. He's going to go to some team that just needs a DH and he's just going to absolutely mash. I loved him when he played for the Mariners. Every time he came up to bat, just electric yeah I've, I've always been a huge fan of him and uh, yeah I, I love seeing him mash home runs hopefully he can go somewhere and do that uh looking else here uh, otherwise here i think one of the top free agents probably just based on the position scarcity would be uh wilson Contreras from the from the cubs you got a qualifying offer so it may be more difficult to sign him maybe he'll just return to chicago there were talks of him being traded he, he stayed there but i think Contreras, if there's a team that you know, wants to bolster up their, their catching where they can get a guy that can add some offense from that position that doesn't really do it very often. I think Contreras is pretty much going to be the guy because after him, there's Mike Zanino, who, you know, can hit some some big home runs, but Christian Vasquez, Gary Sanchez, but there's no one like Contreras that can play mostly every day and be consistent. Yeah, and his market value is not super high either. I'm looking at the uh, sport track. Free agent market values, uh, they got him at 16.4 million. So I don't think that's that's really not going to keep a ton of teams out on Wilson Contreras, especially he's only 30. He puts up solid power numbers. I'm trying to think of a team that needs a catcher. I know there's a, a shit ton of them because catcher's like the leanest spot out there. But uh, I'm seeing the Tigers are reported to be interest, according to uh, John Morosi, tweeted that out on Tuesday. Ooh, he'd go back to play with Javi Baez again. Ooh, that'd be that'd fun be for him. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I like that. And give give Noah a little something to be excited about instead of being depressed all the time watching baseball. <laughs> yeah, also also there's two teams in here. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals, I don't think they're actually rumored, but it's just someone speculating here. Or the Houston Astros. I mean, Astros... They love Maldonado for his, his defensive stuff, but if they could get a catcher like Contreras, I mean, that's just be loading up for another World Series run. Yeah, and he he would put up some pretty solid numbers out in Houston as well. I know he's he's a top, top fantasy catcher, 
And that might actually take him even to that top. Man, does that does that bump him to the top three catchers for fantasy if he goes to somewhere like Houston? Ooh, let's. Uh, um, you got Real Muto up there. Then you got. I don't think there's a clear really two or three. I mean, Salvador Perez, if he's healthy, is going to be probably two or three. Will Smith's up there, but yeah, Wilson Contreras. Adley Rutschman is up there. Adley Rutschman will be up there. Not not yet. Hope hopefully. Touche, no, touche. Yeah. Yeah, but he he'd definitely be. I mean, right now he's probably what top in that five to seven, seven to ten range. He'd definitely jump up to at least top three or five. Yeah, hitting in there with Jordan and all those guys, mm-hmm. he'd score quite a bit of runs. I mean, he only had 55 RBIs this year. He only played 113 games, but he only had 55 RBIs, but 23 doubles, two triples, 22 home runs, and he hit 243. And a 350 on base percentage, which isn't half bad. So, yeah, he's somebody that could could benefit very highly from a change of scenery, which seems to be definitely coming yeah right. anyone else down here on this list that, that catches your eye here oh man uh i i really want to see joey gallo go somewhere and and hit the ball i really do colorado colorado, colorado cincinnati you know <laughs> let's stay on that colorado hype train <laughs> yeah i think brandon drury is a guy who's going to be overlooked he was traded to san diego in season can play multiple positions i think he's going to be a good um could be a good depth signing really for any team he can i think he's better than being just a bench utility man but he's a guy that can play all around the diamond yeah i i agree i mean he played like it's like five different positions this year he got he got time at and he's a guy that kind of came out of nowhere and so if he can build off of the success he had this year and roll it into next year with somebody, he would be a very under the, the radar signing. Uh, and one that I'm also excited about is Jock Peterson. I want to mm-hmm. see where where Jock ends up. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. And I guess we have to mention uh, Anthony Rizzo. He's he's the highest market value oh. guy after the top five. If where he goes, I could see him. The Yankees could just take him right back, right? Like they could just sign him, even though he decline the qualifying offer like i think that's a good fit for him or just yeah a big left-handed hitter him jock peterson another dh type right-handed jd martinez i think these guys are all going to be interesting to see where they end up yeah they they mainly just got to find a team that's looking for a dh or somewhere they can slot in is just pretty much dh i don't know if you're ever going to play jd martinez in the outfield anymore i mean i'm faster than he is but he hits the hell out of the ball so yeah guys like that i think i hope they would lean more towards a a very hitter friendly park because i think it would benefit them and it would benefit our fantasy lineups as well yeah nothing wrong with that yeah i think i think that's where we're going to call it for this uh hitters episode I appreciate everybody listening. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at SGPN Fan Baseball. And you can also hit us up in the Discord at SGPN slash Discord. We're always in there talking all kinds of different stuff. Ryan, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at RGilbertSOP. And also just, you know, head into the offseason here. We're trying to give you listeners content that you want. So if there's any sort of questions or comments or Anything you want us to touch on in these uh, next few months when leading up to 
fantasy draft season probably in, in February or March. We have a few months here to cover a variety of topics. So if there's anything in particular you're interested in, just let us know. And yeah, reach out to us on Twitter yeah. or Discord or wherever you can find us. Yeah, or our new Facebook page. Uh, just fired it up today. Feel free to go follow us over there. We'll be posting lots of clips and all kinds of different things, including uh, our articles, me and Ryan. We're not only sexy microphone voices, we also are writers as well, and we put out a good amount of fantasy baseball content, so a lot of that stuff will be going up over there as well, and we also have some guests in the works as well, so we got a lot of good stuff coming this offseason. Yeah, I'm excited. Me too, and I'm excited to not be sick anymore. I feel like every time we record one of these, I'm sick. You guys don't even know what my real voice sounds like at this point. But yeah, uh... Until next time. Peace.